Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, May 21st. Advice again for men. It is easier for you to be impersonal. Therefore, in your search for God, dwell more on thoughts of infinity, of freedom from ego, of desire for the well-being of all. Let your search be more for his bliss than for his love. Think in terms of serving others self-expansively. Now Swamiji is talking in a general way to the masculine side of humanity, which many men um, express a more masculine attitude toward life, but he's really just talking to the masculine side. Um, As I was reading this, I was thinking being um, quite as much yang as yin in my own personality, you know, much of what he's saying here really appeals to me because this is just the way my yin-yang balance works. A lot of us, the more, you, the more deep you get into yourself and onto the spiritual path, the more you end up in the balance point of center. In fact, in the Naya Swami vow, which is why I'm always dressed in blue, for those of you who watch this in, on video, if you're listening to my voice, you can't tell what color my costume is, but my costume is always blue. It's been blue for the last 11 years, um, because I'm a sannyasi. I'm a, a, a renunciate, a lifelong renunciate. And part of the sannyasi vow is I, I will merge within myself the opposites of duality, which is, I, it's not a question now of my being half, either male or female. And the sannyasi vow is the same. We're all Nayaswamis, whether your physical body looks male or female, it doesn't matter. Within myself, I will merge the opposite, all the opposites of duality. But when we are oriented to one side or another, or, or wherever we are in this spectrum, this is the, this is the masculine side of devotion. And, what, and each of us, there's a balance point in our, in our spiritual searching where it shifts from being a science into being an art. Swami's uh, textbook about Raja Yoga, about the whole path of self-realization, is called The Art and Science of Raja Yoga. And he, he put the, art, the word art first. It's science because there are universal realities that we can protest against, we can dislike, we can rebel against, but sooner or later it's what will happen. In the physical world we see it, you throw an apple into the air and the apple will fall back to the ground. And you can be really, really upset about it, but you can just keep throwing the apple, it'll keep falling back down to the ground. And so it is in creation. Creation is dual. It's a balance of opposites because it's a movement from the, from the divine center of absolute stillness. The word, the light, creates a vibration, and that vibration moves back and forth across the center. And so there are always opposites. Just look at everything in creation is opposites. So we have the yin and yang, which is the, the, the philosophical male-female, not the, not the biological male-female, but the consciousness male-female. And because we need to merge within ourselves all the opposites of duality 
And because all of us have both of these potentials within us, it's very helpful to sort of hear an articulation of what the yang, the masculine side of that perfect circle, would be like because the art of applying the science may be that I resonate with that yang flow of energy, whichever body I'm in. And, um, or for a period of time, it might be much to my benefit to emphasize the yang side because maybe I'm unbalanced or maybe it's just the astrological cycle I'm in, it suits. Because the yang side is more impersonal. And what that means is the yang side doesn't see things as much the, the, the yin side sees how life relates to me. And that's not necessarily self-centered, but the yin side tends to be much more sensitive to everybody's individual realities. You know, the yin can sit in a room and it can sort of see and notice what other people are feeling, where the yang side is just interested in the philosophical direction of the conversation and doesn't notice that this one is feeling insecure and that one is feeling a little shy and these two people over here are flirting with each other because the yang is just interested in the ideas that are going. And these are both sides work. This is often why, you know, the yin and yang work so well together because the yin will notice all the little details and the yang will just be on the impersonal flow. Think of it, the moon is yin, the the sun is yang. The moon, every 30 days, it goes from dark to sliver to half to full and then to dark again to sliver to half to full. It just, it goes on and on every 30 days, it's shifting. So the yin, that's what, that's what the yin represents. The yin is always waxing and waning and waxing and waning and waxing and waning. And it can be emotional and it can be noticing all the details and all these things. Yang is the sun. The sun very slowly over a 12-month cycle gradually shifts its position. But it just, it's, it's very steady by comparison. And the yang energy tends to look to the horizon where the sun is rising and setting. It's just looking to the horizon and it's moving through the present reality, but its eyes are on the horizon. The yin is looking around, looking at all the windows and the people around it and the ground and the flowers. And again, we can be an an intermingled, ever-shifting balance. But with the yang energy, the yang tends to be more impersonal. And therefore, in your search for God, You think more about infinity. You think about the freedom from ego. You think about desiring the well-being of all. These are very yang ways of approaching God. And they're extremely powerful ways. And if someone is too yin and just too much involved, and today I had a good meditation, yesterday I didn't have a good meditation, today I'm feeling devotional, you know, yesterday I didn't feel so devotional, just all of this up and down, um, it could, it's the art of the spiritual path is to bring into your life more of the yang energy, be more impersonal above all about myself, not always watching whether I'm dark or a sliver or a half or a quarter, and now I'm full, but oh, I'm dark, and now I'm a sliver, and now I'm a half and a quarter. Just be more impersonal. Just sort of watch, oh, there's a flow here. Let me think more about infinity. Let me think more about the long rhythm of of just building on this. This is yang energy is the kind of energy that accomplishes in the world. When a person builds a successful enterprise, they build it day after day after day after day. I've been an entrepreneur in multiple situations with help 
from other very talented people, but I have an inclination that way. I remember when we were starting our school here in the Palo Alto area, now it's been almost 30 years ago since we started our elementary school. Our high school is, is still fledgling, it's only a few years old, but the lower grades are well established. And I remember being with a group of parents, this was the irony of our beginnings, which is in order for us to have a school, we had to persuade some parents to send their children to the school. But of course, we didn't have a school until they sent their children to the school. <laughs> Fortunately, we had a, a, an extremely gifted teacher. Her name is Barbara Rabin. And without her, we never would have been able to, to start the school. We're et eternally indebted to her. And she was so magnetic that when she would meet the children, the children really wanted to go to school with teacher Barbara. It was just so attractive to them. And that kind of got us over the hump. But I remember, because I had been part of Ananda already by then for almost 20 years, and I had watched Ananda grow from nothing into something. So I was accustomed to there being nothing and then there being something just by perseverance. So I remember sitting in a room with a group of parents, and there was a certain uh, je ne sais quoi about their energy, <laughs> just some, something about their energy, and finally it occurred to me. I said, oh, 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 I see what the problem is. We're trying to get you to send your children to a school that doesn't exist. And that I can see is naturally disconcerting for you. And then I just sort of said, and I pointed to the center of the rug, because we were sitting in the living room, a carpeted room. And I said, you look at the center of the room and all you see is bare rug. I see a school. Because I know, I've done this before. I've been, I've been in the room with a bare rug. And I know that if we persevere, we will have a school. Which, in fact, we did. But that sort of the impersonal yang energy. That, that it's not there yet, but it will be. Where the yin energy says, oh, where are we going to be? What are we going to do? How are we going to make this happen? And the yang energy just looks to the horizon and just moves right through that period of time. And then gradually, a school, a business, a community, whatever it is, is just built up all around us. And that's, a, that's thinking more about infinity. That's more thinking more about the long rhythm here. That's thinking less about where do I fit in this is where we become impersonal about ourselves. Less where, I do, where do I fit in, and we just think about how can I be helpful. Of course, you know, women are just as capable of thinking like that, but yin energy balanced with the longer, more patient, longer rhythms of yang energy. And again, men and women can vary in their ability to manifest it. It's yang that we're looking for, and Swami's advising us. He also advises us here that the impersonal side will be more inspired by the idea of joy, necessarily, than necessarily by the idea of love. It's a very interesting question, because someone asked me once, there are eight manifestations of God, um, love, peace, calmness, joy, um, power, energy, power, which is energy, light, sound, and I forgot one, but wisdom, that's what it is. And someone asked me once, of those eight manifestations, which are your favorites? And I thought, whoa, that's a question I've never thought before. And the person asking me was, well, no, that's not true, but someone else who was there, well, the person said, it was a female person, love. And it was just like, of course, love. Love would be it. And it was interesting to me because that wasn't my automatic answer, not by a long shot. My answer was wisdom and joy. 
And that's my strong yang nature. Actually, because of that answer, I've thought more about love since then. Just uh, bliss leads to love. Swami says love is the active expression of bliss, which is a very interesting statement just to meditate on all on your own. But, you know, to love wisdom, that's a very yang quality. And that would be being a truth seeker. And long before I was anything else, before I met Swami, before I came on the path, which was the first 19 years of my life, before first 20-some years of my life before I met Swami, but I was a truth seeker. I wanted to know what was true. I even remember in my brief abortive uh, college career, which I spent one year actually at university, but I spent about two weeks taking it seriously before I just shifted over to just passing the time and wasting my parents' money, for which I'm very sorry, but I did that anyway, um, that I realized that what they were giving me at the university was knowledge. And knowledge was very useful, especially for someone who had a goal in life in which knowledge was required. If you wanted to become an attorney, if you wanted to be a doctor, if you wanted to run a, a, a business. I mean, there's lots of things where knowledge is very helpful. You want to be a literature teacher, you have to know the material. But I, it became very vivid to me that I did not want knowledge. I wanted wisdom. And wisdom... I wanted the truth of situations, and I found that what we were doing in college is we were just having a huge discussion about everybody's opinions. I mean, famous, well-known, well-respected people who had a great deal of knowledge, but all we were doing was discussing their opinions, and I wanted to take all those opinions and apply to it um, actual, an, an actual serious goal. Like, of all these opinions, which ones will... will ease suffering, and which ones will lead to happiness. I didn't quite have that vocabulary, but I was pretty close to it. Wisdom is, is how we can find joy in life. See, there I was. I was in wisdom and joy right from the start. That's what I was looking for. So what Swamiji is also saying here, he's advising. He's not telling you that this is how you ought to behave by any means. But what he's saying is, for the yang aspect, and insofar as you are attuned to the yang aspect of things, consider this. Because you may be a very serious truth seeker, and I've seen this happen, that very serious truth seekers are not dying to be loved by God. It's just not what they're thinking. And they may actually even think, if everyone around them is that kind of a bhakti, that there's something wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with them. They're just yang. Think more about the bliss aspect of God. Think more about the, the beauty of infinity. You know, if a much more impersonal aspect of the divine attracts you, that's the art. Because the impersonal is also part of the science. And when we know ourselves better or can flow with our natural inclinations, then what we create will have much more beauty than if we're just going by the rules without the engagement of our own intuition. So Swamiji says, advice again for men. It is easier for you to be impersonal. Therefore, in your search for God, dwell more on thoughts of infinity, of freedom from ego, of desire for the well-being of all. Let your search be more for his bliss than for his love. Think in terms of serving others self-expansively.
God bless you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.